Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information. Welcome to The Wave Podcast. I am Danny Ortiz. Uh, Thank you for joining us uh, another week as we study God's Word, as we uh, get into God's presence. Uh, My prayer is that you are constantly growing constantly going after God with every nets within you, even, even in the climate that's happening. Um, because God is in control. God is on the throne and he's not moved. And today I am excited to have uh, my friend, my brother, Peter DeWitt to be with, Pastor Peter DeWitt to be with us. Hello, um, hello. P- Peter, how you doing, man? Just wonderful. And, uh, you know, even now that I'm with you, Danny, I just love you so much and appreciate you. You're such a blessing to me and my family. Uh, and to the body of Christ and the world at large. You know, the world needs Danny Ortiz, and I love that you're you, man. Man, I, I appreciate it, man. That does wonders to my heart, man. I, I feel the same way for you. I love you with all my heart. Thank you for ministering to my family. Thank you uh, for always uh, praying for my wife and my kids. And Man, uh, I, we just got, uh, uh, got a love affair for one another because God just did it. And and uh, it's, it's a sign to many folks that are out there that God is really taking the body of Christ and going back to his kingdom model. Yes. It's not one individual over here. It's his kingdom, and we all one body. And I think, Peter, you and I were talking about this weekend. We're just going to go ahead and jump in. So those who are listening to all yes. of us, just, just buckle up because we're going to jump in. We were talking about it this week, how um, you and I were both feeling that this body this body ministry, you know what I mean? We know that we, in the way we've been talking about it for, for, for 12 years now, just establishing the fivefold ministry. But something about the body healing itself, Peter, Mm. Um, that we were talking about the other day, how the body just heals itself. And, and, but the body has, has to come to understanding that there's a body first before it can heal itself. It has to understand we are a body, many members, but we are a body that's huge and diverse. Yes. Oh, that is beautiful. Yeah, it just makes me think about uh, the reality that we each play a different role. And I was just, um, I was just thinking about Ephesians 4, verses 15 and 16, this past week, and um, it says this, that there's a certain way that, that the church grows up, the body of Christ grows up. It says, speaking the truth in love, verse 15 of Ephesians 4, Come that on. we may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part does its share. Man, we need every part to do its share. Each person in the body of Christ, you are so needed. And it causes the, this is what causes the growth of the body for the building itself up, the edifying of itself in love. And like you're saying, Danny, the body actually builds itself up. The body edifies itself in love. But there's something the Lord highlighted to me this week, and that is this, or this past week, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies. And what he was highlighting to me is what's a joint? It's the interface between two members. Mm. Mm. And, and there's a reality that the amount of grace that God can get into my life is directly proportional to the body, the members of the body of Christ that I've allowed to have access to my life. Come on. And so, so there's grace that's being poured out and being supplied at those interfaces. And so often, you know, I do what we all do is we go to God and he gives us so much in prayer and so much in our time in the word. And, and, you know, that's 90% of my deal. But oftentimes the blind spots in my life, the places where I just can't seem to get over, it takes a brother or a sister in Christ who I have that interface with 
that supplies me the grace to get over that hump in my walk with God. And that's, that's been the joy of my life. You know, just this week we met for lunch and I just, you know, you shared something with me that was so ministering to me, Danny, and I didn't even understand it. It's like, it was ministering to my spirit. And I felt like the Lord's like, if you try to understand this right now, you're you're not going to get it. So I just let it go straight to my heart, not through my head, but straight to my heart, what you're saying. And then I had just an awesome encounter with God yesterday in a time of prayer where something that that's been a need in my heart for months and maybe years he met me in that. And I can promise you that part of that was because of you. What you wow. had spoken to me started to open something up. And now the father was able to do something maybe he had not been able to do before. So, yeah, I just love how the body builds itself up in love. So, so think about what you're saying there. The, the supply that we have, but there has to be a demand. And the demand to that supply is our brother. Come on. And, and, and unless we're willing. And, and, and when you said the joint together. The joint is a contentious joint, right? Because, I mean, I know many people, yes. family members that had knee issues, knee replacement. I had a friend just had a, a hip replacement. Whoa. And it's, it, it's when those things get contentious with one another, that they need the, the literally the lubrication of the word of God and really a prayer that helps those joints, right, not to combust because iron sharpens iron. And I think what yes. happens with us instead of coming with a mind of supplying that this is enough lubrication for the Holy Spirit, that even if iron shop is iron, it's not going to be combustible and burn, but it's need that rubbing is needed, right? So that that need yes. can get better, yes. right? That that movement. And I think a lot of times we're afraid of going to that next level with, with each other because we're afraid to open up to each other because hurt, pain, like yes. true covenant comes with all of it, right? Yes. But the, but the lubrication, what keeps it ready and what keeps it fluid is that the holy spirit is leading us and guiding us to a truth and he's covering us with his love that's why i love the way it's, it, it says edifying itself in love right because love is that covering thing love is that thing is like yes. you don't like you said i'm i'm going home i don't understand what danny said but something in my spirit is leaping even i don't understand i receive it in his love because love is keeping me open so that when the Holy Spirit comes mm. in the next day, it brings life. And it's like, man, even though I didn't understand it, love kept this wheel rolling inside of me that then created out of me the, the very thing that I was praying for. Wow, Danny, that is so interesting. Yes, because so often we don't respond with the revelation of love. Like you said, love is covering that over. Love's keeping it safe. And so, and when we respond in fear, then the tension in relationships is not constructive, but destructive. Come on, man. But it's the love of God when we start to know that it's not about punishment when there's the tension. Because the Lord spoke to me. I couldn't sleep one night last week. I got up at like 3.30 and I just wanted to watch the TV. You know, I'm like, let me just pass some time. And and I just felt the father was like, could we talk? And I was like, oh, yeah, that'd be good, too. You know, so so (laughs) I, I I didn't turn the TV on. And praise God, I didn't because he started to speak to me so beautifully. And what he said to me was this. He said, tension is what needs our attention. When we notice that tension, that's what needs our attention. And what he told me is that tension is a trust transition. It's an invitation to a trust transition. And so often the tension that we experience in our lives is actually God pulling us into our next season. And the reason we feel the tension is because we're still holding on to our old season. Come on, man. Come on, and so, so he's talking with me about this tension and this trust transition. And then he says this, and this is getting back to what you're talking about, the friction that often happens at the joints, at the, at the interface. And he, and he says to me this, he says, conflict occurs 
when two different trust systems come into connection with each other. That's right. And so what happens so often in the body of Christ, I mean, just practically, is maybe I'm having an interaction with someone and I notice a fear rise up in my heart, you know, that tension or whatever. And But I notice they've got joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. And there can be some conflict there. And what that can signal to me, that tension that's in my heart, is it's actually an invitation from God to, in- to increase. Say that. That it, say that again. That tension is an invitation again. Say it again. That tension, that tension is, is actually an invitation from God for increase. And if we could start to see tension not as a bad thing, because when we interpret tension through fear, we say, how can I get out of this? And the only place you know to get out of it on your own flesh is to go back to what you've known before and sabotage your growth. Because you, you think what you've known before is safety and is actually not safety. It was just it was a platform for elevation. So we, 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 we literally gravitate that and we stay in a place too long when god tells us not to stay there long he just tells us just come visit you're moving on right oh, i didn't mean to cut so you up but you're stirring something inside of me because the children of israel what was children israel's issue with egypt it was not that god didn't send them to egypt it's that they mm. stayed in egypt too long staying in egypt too long then made them slaves to what was supposed to be only a season Yes. And then when they're in the wilderness, they're experiencing the tension of God pulling them into their promise. And yet they're 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 finding themselves desiring to go back and they're crying out for quail, you know. And and so a lot of times when we're in that tension, we need to interpret tension like you're saying, Danny, through covenant, through love. It's all done through love. Yes. And as we start to do that, we say, well, what if this is an invitation for God to pull me into the new for God to pull me into the new? And now we can start to interpret tension in a different way. And sometimes we can be in those relationships and we're the person that needs to move. And, you know, other times, though, we can be in the relationship and notice tension and we take it to the Lord and the Lord says, no, you're in a fine spot. Let me do that work in in their heart. And you keep praying for them. You keep praying for them. And that's opening up an opportunity for you to stand firm and for for that, for that person to, for God to use you in that person's life to help pull them as iron sharpens iron into their next season. Come on, man. I'm going to read this. When you, when you say that it lets us, uh, something that you and I read the other day is, is 1 John 4, 17 and 18. Mm. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Come on. have boldness in the day of judgment because as he is, so are we in the world. There is no fear in love. Perfect love Cast out fear. Yes. Because fear involves torment. Now think about it. Torment is everything that, who torments your mind, right? Everything that you think the enemy comes in, like you should have, you could have, you would have. But if you're walking in perfect love, right? But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. When you're walking in perfect love, then you're not tied into anything but love itself. Yes. Right? The personhood of love is what you're tied into, right? Because what does it say in verse 7? Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone who it loves is born of God. He who does not love does not know God, for God is love. So I'm wrapping myself in perfect union with love. And when Mm. I'm in perfect union with love, then that tension is, like you said, it's an invitation, and it's not torment to me. It's not judgment to me. It's an invitation saying, listen, God loves you enough to never keep you the same. And you've been praying and you've been fasting and you've been asking God, God, I want to grow. But sometimes grows 
growth comes with pain. Yes. Times, wait, yes. With our kids, right? You have your boys, right? My girls are a little older than your boys. And I remember my daughter sleeping and she came to my, my knees are hurting, my legs are hurting. Yeah. I'm tired all the time. And you know what was the first thing that came to our hearts, my wife and I? You're growing. Growing pains. Growing pains are happening, right? But it doesn't mean it has to be contentious. Yes. It can be like, I accept it because I know what it is and I'm wrapped in love. So mom and dad gave her assurance and saying, this is not harmful for you. Don't yes. fear, right? So, so we could have said something else. We could have then woke up fear inside my daughter and say, well, hold up, man. Maybe you got something wrong with you, right? Maybe, mm. maybe there's something wrong with your leg. No, we didn't. We didn't. We, we had perfect luck. We told her, listen, you're safe here. You're safe in mom and dad's home. And we said, this is natural. This is normal. You're going to go through this. But out of this, you're going to grow. And imagine if we Ooh. can look at one another in this way that when we come to one another, we're not going straight into all breathing fear upon one another. But we breathe in safety. We breathe Come in on. peace. Come on. And we say, listen, I know you're going through this, honey. And I know this is happening in your life. But listen, God has another plan. He has another. How many more people will graduate, right? If we have That's the it. body ministering to one yes. another and saying, listen, I know we can go to the negative side of this. I know we can see all the bad and all the wrong that's coming out of this. But let's look at the good and let's look at and let's let's wrap ourselves in love and let's believe the best out of that person. Maybe mm. that person did say that to you and maybe it was hurtful, but maybe God needed you to hear it that way yeah. so that you can grow. Yeah. Ooh, that's good. You know, because it's all about growth. It really is. And the Lord spoke to me a few weeks ago and he was talking with me about this. Dan Danny, we talked about this thing of acceptance and how acceptance is going to be so key in the kingdom moving forward. And after we had talked about that, the Lord spoke to me and he said, one of the reasons that believers have often struggled to go into the world, Lance Wallnow says that believers have often struggled to go into the world without being assimilated by the world, you know, mm. and, um, and the Lord spoke to me, I believe. And he said, the reason that we've struggled with assimilation is because of acceptance. In other oh, words, man. whoever offers you the greatest acceptance gets to assimilate you. Wow. And so as the body of Christ, we ought to be ministering radical acceptance of people um, in, you know, in who they are and how God made them, etc. And uh, what's happened so often is that people have been, been receiving acceptance from places that aren't the body of Christ. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, whoever accepts you and assimilates you now gets to define you. Mm. And so... Out of all of that, then he spoke to me this, Danny, back to the love thing, is he said, any identity that's not rooted in the love of God will be removed from us. Man, when you said that, Peter, you are so right. Literally, I heard radical love, mm. right? You, you were talking about that radical language. It, yes. You're 100% correct. It, it has to be wrapped in radical love, right? And love is who? We just read it. Love is who God is. Yes. Um, let's go to 1 Corinthians 13, because this this... We, we have to read this. Yes. This is not what we, so, so for the, for those who listen to us, this is not what we're going to talk about, but this is what God wants to talk about this week. Yes. And I, there's someone needs to be wrapped in that radical love. Yes. Someone amen. needs to be accepted in love, right. And accepting one another and someone, and, 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 and a matter of fact, this is so perfect because we just uh, going into Rosh Hashanah, right. Mm -hmm. We, we enter into a uh, Yom Kippur, right. And, and, and enter mm. from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, this week literally is the week of repentance before God, but repenting to one another. Mm. So, so the Jewish, our Jewish brethren this week, what they're doing is they're doing an inventory of their life, Peter. Wow. And they draw and they're saying, This year, who did I hurt and who hurt me? I feel the Holy Ghost on this. 
This, wow. this what we talk about this radical love right now. I feel the Holy oh. Presence of God about this. That is really the Holy Spirit. I feel the Holy Ghost. I do Thank too. you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I don't know who's listening to us. There's got to be radical love that you wrap yourself, that you wrap your eyes. And I prophesy to you right now that your, your relationship with your family has been contentious. Your Whoa. relationship with your friends have been contentious. Even throughout this time that you've been alone, God is asking you to wrap yourself in radical love so that you can see your brethren, your sister, your mother in love and, and, and forgiveness and repentance has yes. to happen. And so right now, literally, join your Jewish brethren this yep. week. And as you listen to this on Monday, Yom Kippur, I want you to listen to this. This is the day of, of, of fasting and declaring that the repentance that I've done to my brethren is going to be solidified with mm. Yom Kippur. That I let my brethren go. That I'm not holding them hostage, right? Yes. That I'm yes. not holding them in torment. That I'm not judging them, and they're not judging me. But I'm releasing them in this radical love, so that they can walk in love. And maybe what had happened with us, what had happened in the relationship, was God using it for my growth, and I didn't see it that way. And so I, I want you to put on new glasses as we move into Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, and as we move from Yom Kippur to the Feast of Tabernacle. Moving with that radical love saying, I'm going to be free this year and I'm going to free those around me with this radical love and I'm going to let them know that we're just growing together. I'm not holding it against you anymore. Mm. Do you feel that in your spirit, Peter? I just feel oh, that so strong right now. It's, it is so good. What you're talking about is unity. That is unity on, and it requires humility. It, Come on, man. Man, I, I love that. And if we start to recognize, you know, God said, so far as it depends upon you, be at peace with all men. And that is one of the most comforting verses relationally in all of scripture to me. And the reason it's so comforting is because therefore it says that I can control by my choices to repent, to forgive, etc. being at peace with all men. You know, a Come lot on, of man. people get into the, into a lie and the enemy majors in this lie. If so-and-so would just blank, if Come they on, would man. just do this, if they'd on, apologize man. to me, if they'd make good on that, if they would admit they were wrong in front of everybody else, if they would do this, you know, if they would do that, if the circumstance would change and God's saying it, your peace is actually only dependent upon you. So far as it depends upon you be at peace with all men. And that's what you're describing, Danny, because now all of a sudden we can say, whoa, that, that exchange was hard. That exchange with that person was hard. And, and, and like you're saying, Holy Spirit, if you actually take it to the Lord, he might say, yeah, but you needed to hear it like that. Or maybe you didn't need to hear it like that. But the fact that it's, it's a struggle for you, that there's tension in your heart that you heard it like that, God might be saying, why is your identity wrapped up in whether they agree Come with on. you or not? Come you, on, you, man. I'm taking you into a new season where your identity can be it wrapped up in me and wrapped up in my love. It shouldn't be affected whether you're agreed with or disagreed with. And by the way, why are you so concerned with being right? You know, and the Come Holy on. Spirit helps us. And he's saying, he's saying, even in that way, even, even if someone was even truly your enemy, which probably most of us don't even truly know an enemy, but even if someone was truly your enemy, God will use that and work it together for good if you'll keep walking with him through it. Because, because what you're blanketed in love. That's why Jesus said, love mm. your enemies. Love never right? fails. He didn't just say, he said, it never, it, he didn't love your enemies. Uh, you said something because we're going to talk about peace next week, uh, which, which I am going to talk. So we weren't supposed to do peace this week, but I'm moving into next week. But listen to what it says in, in Romans 13, a, oh, no one, anything. 
Mm. Your your obligation is to owe no one anything except to love one another. Wow. Oh. You are in debt to your neighbor with your love. Oh. My Whoa. God. There's a payment due when <laughs> when you get into these contentions moment. The payment due is love. Wow. Even when you don't understand it, even when it's rubbing you the wrong way. You got you gotta they gotta collect on the debt. Yes. The debt that you owe is love. Yes. You owe it to them to love them. Yes. You owe, that's why Jesus said, love your enemies. He said you can do to those who do good to you, but to those who do wrong to you, that is the person. Why? Because the debt that you have to them is love. Yes. Yes. Danny, I didn't know if I was gonna go here or not, but let me just go here for a second. This is go called, there, Col- go Col- there, Colossians please. 2. Uh, verses 13 to 16. And there's a truth here that I'm about to share that I think is going to really unlock some things for folks. It says this, and you being dead in your trespasses in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing, triumphing over them in it, namely in the cross. And there it's, then it says, so let no one judge you. And, mm. and so what, I'm, what I want to highlight here is this thing of the handwriting of requirements. It says that on the cross, Jesus wiped out the handwriting of requirements wow. that was against us. Now, Come we on, know man. that that's the law for righteousness sake. In other words, trying to be perfected by your performance. We know that that's what he wiped out. But there's a principle here that is so significant because often we've been writing handwritten notes about the requirements of those who've wronged us. And, it's, on, and it says this, you know, the handwriting of requirements. You know, we've been taking mental notes of, of those who of what other people ought to be doing. We're watching news. You know, God help me. We're watching news. And we're saying, I can't believe this. This is ridiculous. And those sorts of comments. And we're actually we're putting requirements upon people, and it, Jesus is saying through, you know, through Paul here in Colossians that those handwriting requirements is actually against us. In other words, that's not working for us. And then not it says in verse, fi- it word says verse 15 that when Jesus took the handwriting of requirements out of the way, he disarmed principalities and powers. Let me say that again. He disarmed principalities and powers. Ooh. And then it says, so let no one judge you. Here's the point I'm trying to make. When we step into judgment of other people, we are rearming principalities and powers that Jesus gave his body and life for to disarm. Ooh, come on, man. And so and what it says, so let no one judge you. And so what we've got going on right now at a national level, but I know it's happening, like you're saying, at relational levels and families and relatives and friends and all of this sort of thing. We have to stay out of judgment. Stay out of judgment. Judge not that you be not judged. With the measure you use, it's going to be measured against you. And so principalities and powers can be rearmed in a nation when Jesus has, has actually caused them to be disarmed. And the thing that was connecting for me on this, Danny, is you're talking about the week between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yeah. You know, and, and, I know, and I know it's, you know, with Yom Kippur, it's, it's about the, the atoning work of Jesus, right? The complete exactly atonement, right. you know, exactly and you're saying right. this is that time of repentance where we say, wait a second, you know, I don't, I don't want to be holding this against so-and-so and I've wronged this person. I can't be doing that. 
you know, and I think it's so significant. We need to recognize that when Jesus hung on the cross, he disarmed principalities and powers, having taken away the handwriting of requirements. And we, I think one of the places of repentance, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm sort of calling out, is that if, if I or you or anybody else listening has judgment against another person, I would encourage us to repent of that. Repent, to repent man. of that. Come and on. Because those judgments turn into offenses. And those offenses turn into bitterness and unforgiveness and these sorts of things. And that's so much what divides us. So, Lord, and we, and we leave in. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead I just want to pray right now. Lord, ahead, we repent ahead. of judgment, yes, offense or repent, anything Lord. else in Jesus name. Restore us, Father, relationally. Um, man, I, that is so strong. And, and I just I'm thinking of Psalms uh, two verses, I think, five and six or something like that. And apparently there was a whole move of God that that they had they had taken up those verses and in that verse it says they would not take up a negative word against their brother these mm. are the people that can dwell on god's holy hills the ones that don't have a backbiting tongue and would not take up a negative word against their brother and a, and a move of god was released in that context come on man man just sit in that right now if you if you if, if you're at your home in your car and, and at work wherever you at just sit in that and ask the Holy Spirit to renew your mind, renew your heart after repenting and release the atonement, the blood. You know mm. what I mean? That has taken away all of it and say, God, I release. And not only do it in prayer, but I would say take it to another level. Take it to that radical love. Pick up the phone. Ask the, your human person next to you. Remember, James said, if, if, you, if you can't do it to the brother that you see, how much more you think God, right? And mm. so... It's this relational thing because there's so much contentions in the atmosphere right now. Yes. Peter, you mentioned the news. You mentioned the political climate. Everything that's happening right now, if, we don't, if we're not uh, uh, away from this world system and understand that God has his own system and stay attached to him, we'll get caught up in these contentious moments yes. and in these workings of the flesh, right? You said something here in, in Colossians. I'm going to just read the, the end of it before I read uh, Corinthians. It says uh, in verse, look at verse 20 there. It says, therefore, yeah. if you died with Christ from the basic principles of the world, why as though you're living in the world, do you sub subject yourself to its regulations? Mm. Wow. Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle, which all concerns things which perish with this using according to the commandments and doctrines of men. These things indeed have an appearance of wisdom and self-imposed religion, but they have false humility and neglect of the body. And why? Because it's all about the body growing into whatever the body needs it to be, right? And then we mm. get caught up into these indulgences of the flesh and these things that pull us and I'm right, you wrong, you wrong, I'm right. And yes. we're not saying, man, God, what are you saying in this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe we both can be right. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe both of us need to grow through this thing. Yes. And so as, as you listen to Peter and I speak and let the Holy Spirit soften your heart right now number one coming to repentance and then walk out radical love because you have to walk this thing out uh let me go mm. i'm going to read this last thing and then i'll give you the last word peter let's go to first Corinthians 13 uh and let's go reading uh and we know this this is the great but we have to be reminded from time to time absolutely let's start in verse uh four love suffers long mm. and it's kind I'm going to say that again. Love suffers how long? Long. Mm. And it's what? And it's kind. Right? Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It's not 
puffed up. Love does not behave rudely. Wow. And does not seek his own. Love does not pro provoke to things. Uh, it says it's not provoked and thinks no evil. Yes. So you think no evil. I can't. I'm love. Love does not rejoice in iniquity. Wow. But rejoices in what? Truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never mm. fails. Now, now, what I want you to do with this, I want you to, if you can, man, this is an exercise that I do often with this scripture, Peter. Yes. I, I want you, now we read in John that God is love, right? Yes. And, and you're made yes. in the image of, of God. So you're made in the image of love. Yes. So if God is love and you're made in the image of love, then you're love, Peter. I'm love. So I want you to remove the word love and put your name in it. Come on. So we read it again, verse four. It says, Danny suffers long. Yes. Danny is kind. Peter does not envy. Come on. Peter does not parade himself. Peter is not puffed up. Danny does not behave rudely. Mm. Danny does not seek his own. Yes. Peter is not provoked. Peter does not think evil. Amen. Peter does not rejoice in iniquity. Danny rejoices in truth. Wow. Bears all things. Peter believes all things. Peter hopes all things. Peter endures all things. Come on. Peter never fails. Wow. Mm. That is the radicalness that God is wanting us to walk into, which is really practical living out in relationship with the Father, you know? Yes. And, and so as we bring this to a close, Peter, man, I, my encouragement of folks is walk in this radical love and begin to start pouring to one another and remember that you have a debt to your brethren, even if it hurts you, even if, if things are not going right. And take this time out to forgive someone, to, to sing love. So, I mean, and I, and I feel this strongly. If you have a parent, a sister, a brother, I feel mm. this strong for families. Because we've been in quarantine for so long, you can get in these contentious moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's time to release that because God mm. is wanting to bring you to another level. Yes. Yeah, just as you were talking, Danny, um, and sharing, that's so beautiful from 1 Corinthians 13. And if that stood out to someone, I just want to encourage you. I think I'm going to do it too, but I just want to encourage you, do that for a week, do that for a month, that exercise daily. It will make a difference. Uh, our, my friend, our friend Mark Crawford often says, follow, follow through is the key to breakthrough. So if that spoke on, to you, man. follow through on that exercise Danny gave us because it will produce fruit increasingly as you follow through on it. And I was just thinking about, um, I think it's Jude uh, chapter one, about verse 21. Um, well, first verse 20, it says, you beloved building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And I, this is the phrase that I felt. Keep yourselves in the love of God, mm. looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy. Keep yourselves, you know, mercy triumphs over judgment. Come on, man. And, and one, of the, one of the pathways where we step out of the love of God is when we step into the judgment of others. And so, and so what we can do is we can keep ourselves in the love of God by looking for the mercy, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, not only in our lives, but in the lives of others.
And I think that there's really an opportunity. You said this the other day, Danny, when we were meeting, this is a, this is a season for maturity in the body of Christ. Yeah. It's going to take mature sons to not operate as the world operates. Just as you were saying before. And so that would be my, my uh, encouragement, my exhortation, I guess I could say uh, for everyone listening, myself included, I'm right there that we would keep ourselves. We can position ourselves in a certain place in the love of God by looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ for ourselves, but also for others. Man, I, I received that, Peter. I received that. And I, that, I pray that prayer for me, man. Lord, keep, keep Danny Ortiz in your love. Yes. That I can operate in mercy. Ooh. Um, man, yeah. this, this, Whoa. This, 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 Danny, this, this that's problem. it. Hey, you have to share from, if you have a second, from First First John 4.18, where you were explaining that fear has to do with torment, but the word there is judgment. Yes. I think we need to see judgment differently. Yes. So if you if you go back to John, First uh, John, John chapter four, and you read it, it read. So we take it out of context, and, and so judgment. Remember, judgment in in, in an American uh, in a, an American Western world, we see the word judgment as a courtroom judge. That if you do something wrong, the penalty is something else. God's judgment is not that type of judgment because he writes a whole book on it, right? Mm. The book of Judges, literally, you cannot find one judge in the book of Judges that judges Israel. But what he does, he fights against everything that's coming against Israel. Yes. Why? Because the judgment is against Satan that's ultimately judged and everything he's using to keep you away from Abba. Come on, you that's it. Do not lose your state of sonship when God is judging you, because God is not really judging you, he's judging that which keeping you away from him. I'm going to say that again. Come on. You do not lose sonship when God's judging a sin inside of you. Why? Because it's not you as a son that he's judging. He's judging that which is keeping you away. So when it's, so, so it's like when somebody, when, when, when there's imperfection in your body and someone's shooting an arrow, you think that arrow's coming at you to kill you? No, but it's actually coming to kill that imperfection because that imperfection is keeping you from being pure, right? And so mm. sonship is always your identity. Yep. You, you are not your sin. You are not your behavior. You are, and I know people in, in psychology, what? No, you are not that. Those are things that we do, but you are son and daughter of the king first. Yes. And then he wants to deal with the behavior. Yes. Just like any loving parent, we deal with the behavior and we deal with it out of love. We yes. don't deal with it out of, out of the judgment that we think. But look at what the word says in verse 17. Love has been perfected among, this, among us that what? How the, that we may have bonus in the day of judgment. Why? Mm. Because I don't have to fear the day of judgment. I don't Ooh. have to fear myself being in front of, of the judge because the judge is not a Western judge. Yeah. The judge is my father. And what the judge is judging is everything that's keeping me away from his love. Mm. and then it says there's no fear in love but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves judgment come on when you are afraid i'm not afraid of my dad yes I, yes i, I run into his arms though yes. i have issues i run into his arms why because i know that what should be afraid of him is the issues itself right yes <laughs> keeping me away from him that yes. should fear him me I honor and respect him, but I'm not afraid in a fierce sense of him. I yes. respect him, honor, but I'm, he's my, listen, only, only a son could wake up the king at three o'clock in the morning. I'm going to mm. say that again. 
Only a son has the authority. If you are living in the king's house and you woke him up at three o'clock in the morning and you're not a son, you're dying, right? Because yeah. there's protocols. But a son wakes up a king at four o'clock in the morning and he never has judgment that anything is going to happen to him because he's my dad. Yes. Yes. Danny, that is so good. I, that revelation that the judgments of God remove that which keeps me from him. And I also think, therefore, the judgments of God remove that which keeps us from each other. That's so powerful right there. That and it's so powerful. You know, Matthew 5, 23 says, if you're bringing your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And I come think on, that, that, again, we've, I, I really feel, Danny, that, that we slipped into a little pocket of what the Lord wanted to do in this week between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur of, of there's some opportunities for us to be reconciled to our brethren uh, prior to the gift of Christ, so to speak, on Yom Kippur being brought forth. And so, um, yeah, I really think that there's, there's some opportunity here. But just know if you're, if you're someone where the Holy Spirit's highlighting something to you, that the judgments of God are to be received with joy because they're not judging us, like Danny's saying. They're just removing that, with, that which separates us from God and our brothers and sisters. Come on, man. That's beautifully said, man. There is freedom in Abba's house. And that's what we got to get to as believers, that we have a father that really loves us. And once we accept his love and once we walk in his love, then we can give it to someone else. Right. And that's why that perfective love cast out fear. Right. Because it's his type of love, not a human type of love. And so that's why we constantly have to stay in his presence. Why? Because we are transforming to his image the more we spend time with him. Right. Yes. And we would look like him, we talk like him, and then we receive what's from him, right? And so then we're able to give that to other people. Then we're not so angry and we're not so judgmental because we know how he treats us. Yes. I feel the Holy Ghost on that, man. I think a lot of people have, at religion has done a disservice to us where we see ourselves so broken and so disconnected from God. And we always mm -hmm. see us ourselves in shame instead yep. of through real rightful relationship with the father that we then use that hurt and pain that we have towards our relationship with God on, on one another. Yes. And so God is trying throughout this time. I, I love the way you said that we slipped into a pocket on this moment of time with God and in, in, in between these two times to say, I'm trying to deal with your relationship with, with man, but I'm also trying to deal ultimately with the relationship you have with me. Cause yes. once we're fixed, you're going to know how to then to treat your brother. So good. So good. So, man, Peter, it's always, man, we can stay another hour. This I know. Always unbelievable. I can't, I can't for, we, wait for what you We got to do it peace. again. Yeah. We got to do it again. So next week I'll share in peace, and then we'll got to do it again. We'll have Peter again. Peter, let the folks know how, to, how do they get a hold of you. How could they, you know, email a website of the church. Sure. Uh, I just wanted to, to share that with the folks. Oh, well, thank you for that, Danny. Uh, it's been an honor to, to talk with you as always. Um, again, my name's Peter DeWitt, D-E-W-I-T-T, and the church that I pastor is in town here in Columbus, and it's called Agathos, A-G-A-T-H-O-S, and it's agathos.org. Man, and listen, you guys get a hold of, of uh, Peter anytime, uh, and again, with us, you can always reach us at thewavecolumbus.com. My email is at daniel at thewavecolumbus.com. We love you guys. We thank you for spending your week with us. We know you guys are growing. I'm getting emails. I'm getting calls. 
You guys are growing, Come on. and we're growing as a community. We're all growing together. I'm growing. This week has been such a growth week with me. And Peter, thank yes. you for being part of that growth for me. Likewise. We spent time, and I was growing, man. Love you, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, love you too. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from The Wave Ministries. Visit thewavecolumbus.com for more information.